What's goody? It's Damien. It's Omar. I'm Edward. Ramon. And welcome back to another episode of Rodeo. So we have we have some news for y'all. Rodeo's coming to an end. I have not been paid for a single episode. Y'all will be in hearing from my lawyers. Well, you don't contribute enough to get paid. Well, actually, I'm just kidding. We're not actually ending the entire show, but we are ending this season. Um, We just felt like, you know, 10 episodes was like a pretty good start for what we were doing. I guess we just want to give ourselves a little break from doing this and... Be honest with them. We about to go on vacation with all the profits from this season. Do you really want to admit we're going on vacation in the middle of a pandemic? We could be going on vacation to Deep Ellum. They don't know us. That's even worse. (laughs) (laughs) So you mean prison? (laughs) But yeah, no, so like we just wanted to close out this little chapter, this era of the show. Yeah, we just have a lot of things that are coming in the future and we Some just need to even rolled out now. If you don't know, as you know, as a podcast listener, you guys maybe haven't checked our Instagram or Twitter, but we started rolling out what we call Rodeo Radio every week, where we collaborate on selecting 20 songs to put into a playlist that's available through Spotify and Apple Music so that you guys can get a little taste from all of our different taste in music and you know we curate it in a way where it's kind of fun for you guys to listen to so you get a little blend of genres artists decades so definitely check that out if you haven't yet and keep an eye out for some of the other additional content we'll be putting out alongside the podcast keep up with it we drop it every tuesday so you can always like get a little insight what we popping our pussies to when we first started this podcast we had no idea where this was going or you know our our goal was but i think that now we it's been clear that we actually do get listeners Uh, and so uh, they actually enjoy us hearing us talk and so I'm really excited for season two because there's a lot more in store you know throughout this entire season we touched on a lot of different subjects well we tried to like touch on a lot of things that we can relate to especially in these last like few episodes we had like a for our finale two episodes before this we talked about our childhood the last episode we talked about relationships which is like you know stuff that we're dealing with now what I really want us to talk about is our future But before we get into that conversation, I want to talk about like how we've changed. You know, let's just rewind it back. Let's reminisce back to six months ago, just about. It was a lonely little day in March. Well, actually, it wasn't even a day. It was the night when we recorded this the first time. And, you know, we were just, you know, talking shit, just chilling or whatever. And we actually made a full-fledged podcast episode. How do y'all feel like y'all changed since episode one? I think that at the beginning of the pandemic and consequently also the beginning of our podcast, I was a lot more unaware of a lot of things about myself. And it sounds like a very vague statement, but the reality is I think I'm emotionally more connected to myself. Um, I appreciate smaller things than I used to, I think. And I can kind of speak for the whole world. You know, I think I was, uh, I think the we move too fast as a society. Like, you know, it's work school or, you know, work, school, home, this, that, this, and the third. But like, you know, the pandemic has really caused everything to slow down. And so I think it's safe to say that I have grown as a person emotionally. um, And that's one of the strongest points. I love that. I love that for you because you had a lot of emotional growth you needed. (laughs) Well, you have a lot of actual growth because you're only five foot two. Five foot three, honey. (laughs) Uh, Disclaimer, I'm not five foot three. But five foot four. <laughs> disclaimer. I ain't never been five foot three. I went from five two to five four. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would say my biggest growth has been uh, actually spiritually. And I don't mean that in a religious way because I don't technically consider myself religious as of right now. For me, But at the moment, I think I've had a lot of spiritual breakthroughs because I experimented a lot with psychedelics a lot more over the last few months. Um, I had already tried them before, but... What, you got something to say? No, I just didn't know you were going to admit to that stuff. Right. I mean, I mean shit. That's what, he, that's what he went through. And if that's the whole... I think the world would be a better place if everybody, you know, dropped a tab of acid or two. Yeah, I would say, uh, <laughs> tune into that episode when we talk about that shit. Coming soon. Yeah. I feel like I had a disconnect from my own self. I always, uh, I've always been a nonchalant person who didn't really care for like what the world threw at me. I just kind of took it and kept moving. And like, I felt like I was a bit of a nihilist. Like, I feel like nothing mattered and there was no reason for a lot of the things that I went through. And there was no need for other people to care what I went through and vice versa. Why should I care so much about what other people go through? Uh, when you get in touch with your spirit, you realize like, you know, the essence that you give off and the energy that you give off to other people and vice versa, you feel what they give back to you. You and you see what other people are going through and you kind of sympathize a little bit better you learn to to talk through your emotions with other people better and you just kind of get to this place where you're able to output a lot more positivity and effort than you once did prior i mean that helped like reshape a lot of my relationships like you know damien and i you know we had a really long talk in um austin uh one time a couple months back uh it was just between the two of us and you know we just kind of worked through some things that we had i had never even honestly known it's a little bit of a private convo but it's just something that prior to my spiritual awakening i wouldn't have probably had the strength to do so uh, that's what i would say i'm most proud of for myself so you have to be drugged to talk to damien (laughs) (laughs) to be fair he was the drunk one i would say i was the one that was fucked up i said drugged not drunk oh Oh. Similar to Edward, I had like a really big spiritual awakening and I was talking about this with Omar earlier. I feel like I changed in a good, I did no, I changed in the best way. I think I had a spiritual awakening in a sense of like, I'm really more focused on self-love more than I was at the beginning of this whole entire thing. I tend to put things in people that should not be important and I make them important. And y'all can follow him on Twitter because he be tweeting all these emotions. I really do. And I make very good points. I have people hitting me up for advice, so for free. The blind leading the blind. Uh, (laughs) I mean, no rebuttal. Just telling Omar, like I said it Omar earlier, I would feel like I kind of lost myself in a sense because I dive into do, do I dove into things and people that I shouldn't. So yeah, I just a lot of self love to be honest, and then like spirituality as well. Like I really am focused on a lot of like he said. Like I do talk about this stuff a lot, especially with them. Um, I preach a lot about just manifesting and energy because that's really my belief at this point. I am I would consider myself a religious type of person, but in my own personal way, I think I've changed for the best for the most part. I've gotten to really reflect on like the smallest, most toxic parts. I think that's the benefit of spirituality is you reflect on yourself because without that spirituality you kind of don't have a need to hold a mirror up to who you are and to see the inner mechanisms of yourself you know and why you're operating the way that you're operating like the past six months or whatever um i could tell before the pandemic started i didn't know where i was going like i was kind of like wherever the wind blew is where i was going and then whenever you know everything shut down i was pretty much put into like not fight or flight per se but like you know i I got to actually like sit down and figure out like shit i could plant out shit because like at the time january february i was like i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do i was having panic attacks all the time and like like i had a lot of anxiety because just you know just the future in general and then come to find out you know everything was gonna be put on pause for i don't even know how long throughout this time like i definitely started doing a lot of self-reflecting i started meditating more and started manifesting and i'm actually starting to like you know do a lot of more things spiritually because like i feel 
felt like that's one of the things that kind of like hindered me in the past is just I wasn't really in touch with my spiritual side or my emotional side. Having having this time to like actually sit back and reflect on stuff like really helped me out a lot. You guys noticed that like we lost our like physical uh, freedom because we weren't really able to go out and do as much and we were kind of locked in place all the time. So we were kind of forced into this position where we had to grow internally because there was nothing external going on. So our physical selves were just kind of at a stop stopping point, you know? Like literally before the pandemic started, like I felt like I was doing the same routine. Mm-hmm. Like I felt we'll go to, I'll go to school, come back home, do homework, go to work, come back, go out on the weekends, come back home. Like it was the same fucking routine. And like after a while, I was just like, well, fuck, is this what my adulthood is like? Like, is this what it's going to be like? Because if so, it's fun. It's nice for a minute. But like, I think cycles like that scare me. Like it just like, because yeah, I, I have the same feelings and I'm like, fuck, is this going to be like eternal? Just a never ending wheel yeah. that just keeps spinning like, the same way forever? Yeah. And I'm saying then once something changes, like what would what would happen to me? Like, I don't know. For me, spiritually, like it changed for the better. Like I, I definitely needed this. Like I was saying about like not knowing what the future held for us. Um, Let's just go back some more. So, like, mm-hmm. we all graduated high school, I think. Yeah. Yeah? No? Oh, sorry. My bad. I, I didn't mean to offend you. A fan too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's talking to himself. Right. Sweetie, I got my diploma, honey. Beyonce. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you are Beyonce. You are Beyonce. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, <laughs> Kelly. But yeah, no, so let's 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 go back to high school. Like when we were little 17, 18 year olds about to graduate, you know, we all had a set dream that we wanted to achieve. Pretty much we're all in the that we graduated high school at least five years ago. So looking back on it, I'm nowhere near where I thought I was gonna be. Like whenever I envisioned where I was gonna be in five years. Um I remember before I graduated high school, me and my friend Christy, shout out to Christy, we we always used to talk about how we wanted to move to California so bad. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go to UCLA and I'm going to be a film major. I'm going to find me a man on a beach, blah, 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 blah. And first off, that didn't happen because I had I did not have UCLA grades, nor did I have UCLA money. So that was a no-go. And then that was more of a dream and I wasn't being very realistic. I was just like, baby, I could, I could save so much more money if I just go to school in Texas. And that's eventually what I did. And I went to Texas State for two years, had a good ass time, came back home for a year, took a break, and then went back to school. And I'm in my senior year now. Didn't think I would be taking this long to get my fucking degree. But I mean, hey, you you do college at your own pace. What did y'all think y'all's future would have been like after y'all graduated high school? I had a pretty clear cut path. I mean, I made good grades all my life. So I kind of figured the world was my oyster in a way. I only only applied to out-of-state schools because my SAT and ACT gra- grades were really, you know, pretty great to be frank. And Girl, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to brag. No, I'm not, <laughs> shut up! I'm not bragging. Like, I'm. It's, this is a sad story because, like, I, I overshot and I didn't realize that, like. Fucking college is expensive, especially out of state. So even with the high grades that I got, like I still wasn't a full scholarship. I didn't realize that at the time. And I had already sent in so many applications to only out of state schools. And I was like, damn, the highest amount of scholarships that I'm being offered from any of these schools was only about 60,000, where it would have cost me like 85. And where was I going to come up off of $25,000? You know, I was working at Whataburger. The hell? At the time, my dream was to, you know, to go out of state for college, graduate within the, the four year period that is, you know, obviously 
obviously propagandized to, towards college students. And then after that, I really wanted to move to New York because at the, you know, at the time, uh, it just seems like New York is like this fast paced like city where you kind of do your own thing. And that's what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to get out of my house. I wanted to get out of Texas. I wanted to kind of live my own life and do my own thing in a city where, you know, New York, they say it never sleeps. You know, I wanted to be able to do whatever I wanted to do 24 hours around the clock and, you know, pursue a career. Now, realistically, now that I realize like how much rent costs in New York, oh my God, I would never live there. <laughs> but, you know, ideally that was my my goal was to to travel for college, to, to move out of state, to do my own thing. I didn't see a relationship in my future at the time. I thought I was always going to be like, you know, single and just a bachelor. I just didn't really feel like settling down or whatever. A hoe. A hoe, yeah. Okay. Say, say it with your chest. And he's right. I thought I was going to be a hoe forever, but I was only a hoe for about two, three years. And now I'm a changed man. <laughs> but he changed clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was my ideal thing was really just to get out of Texas and travel. Not even because I dislike Texas, but I just had a very overbearing family. But we'll get into that later. Now I'm thinking about it. It's kind of hard to think back that far, but I think what I thought, no, I think I remember. The of us. What do you mean it's hard to think back? The memory of that. So much shit has happened since then. You mean so much alcohol? Yes. <laughs> and poppers. I'm not going to Poppers fuck you up. But um, that like a senior year, uh, that baby me was very, the high school culture I was involved in, like being in band and being so social with everybody. Thought I had it figured out. Like I really thought I was so head ass. I thought I would be like A&M, UT going like one of those two top schools. Definitely that wasn't going to happen. I was a dreamer big dreamer be there probably like i thought i was gonna be in a frat for sure i thought i was gonna be in a frat i really thought i was gonna be a frat so now you just chase frat boys and I, oh. yes no i've had frat boys but yeah i really thought that was gonna be my future like go to school with my like closest friends either a&m or ut like be the cookie cutter student that i saw everybody else being and that was the thing like i felt like i had to do those things because mm-hmm. everybody was doing that it was so built into our heads there was not one teacher that wasn't jamming it into our heads you gotta get into this school you gotta go to that school you gotta go to this school you gotta you have to or you're never gonna become nothing like that was just built into your head but little did I know that wasn't the case so like that's just my path ended up changing very differently and I think it happened for the best reason because I didn't really get to even then I haven't gone back to school but probably in the future I will but it just I think it happened for me to experience life a lot more yeah like I have that advantage over a lot of like the school experience which I wish I could have got the school experience but can always still get it but I'm glad I had the life experience I had so I guess that was just me mm-hmm. back in the day you know it's funny because I think that for a long time as a young person up until I, I, I would say junior year of high school I never really gave too much thought about the future or what's to come of it can you back <laughs> up sorry smell Cheetos on your fingers that's your upper lip what <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I I didn't really give too much thought about, you know, life after high school. And then junior year came and, you know, you worry so much about SAT scores and and applications to to colleges and stuff. Originally, when I was in high school, my idea was, um, I remember there was a recruiter from UT University of Texas, to anyone who is not familiar. And I absolutely just fell in love with, you know, the... The the (laughs) (laughs) Well, the recruiter was cute. I'm not going to lie. But no... Um, I fell in love with with the idea and pretty much what they presented. Um, And then I, you know, did further research on like what Austin was because that's where it's located, Austin, Texas. And oh God, that recruiter created a monster. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> he owes us reparations. They're saying that because they they think that I have some sort of obsession obsession with Austin, Texas. Yeah, it's 
almost unhealthy. And He's I, religiously oh. devoted to Austin, Texas. Period. But no, so my idea was to get to UT. Now, I didn't particularly have the automatic admission ranking that they required, which I think at the time was like 8%, 7%. But my plan was to go to the sister school that's here in Dallas, the University of Texas at Arlington, do two years there, and then transfer over to Austin. Financially, that didn't go very well, so it didn't happen. That was essentially what I had in mind, though. Like, that was my goal was to, to go to UT and um, to be mm-hmm. a Longhorn. To mm-hmm. be a fucking Longhorn. An Austinite. An Austinite. Sick. I think that, I mean, like, anyone who might be listening who who is potentially still in high school, I think we just kind of want to stress to you that clearly out of the four of us, not a single one of us got the future that we thought we were going to have. So don't, you know, don't overshoot. Um, definitely have goals and have dreams, but just realize it's okay if you don't end up where you hoped you had ended up at the time you know when I first kind of saw my future fall apart when I you know realized I had to like kind of withdraw my uh, my acceptance into uh, the university I wanted to go to out of state and had to enroll in community college for me it was devastating but looking back it's like you know life put me on that path for a reason and I feel like it was it was the better option for me and it's not the end of the world yeah, like I said, it really wasn't until I was like 16 or 17 that I actually started thinking about life after high school. You know, I, I saw what I thought I wanted and I, I tried to work for it. It didn't happen. And like Edward said, that's perfectly fine because at the end of the day, there's a lot of experiences that I got after high school. Mm-hmm. Without having to, you know, I, I do wish I would have loved to have like that dorm college experience, but it is what it is. You know, it didn't happen, but I got a lot of other experiences. For example, I'm not $70,000 in debt. In debt. <laughs> student debt. Uh, shout out to y'all. I kind of feel bad for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally right here. (laughs) Wait, um, yikes. Y'all donate to his GoFundMe. His OnlyFans. (laughs) Overall, I think the message here is that whatever your dreams were in high school, it is okay if they don't happen. But it's also okay to be aware that you are delusional. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I thought you were going somewhere. No, I mean, I like, puppy eyes. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> you are delusional. You are. <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying is, like, it's okay to, you know, be a little delusional. I would say, especially in high school. Like, in high school, you haven't, like, fully matured yet. And, like, you know, the world isn't at your fingertips just yet. Even now, like, I have some dreams of where I want to see myself in the, ne- in the next, like, five, ten years. Hopefully, I want to have my degree already if I'm still in school. If you are listening to this in five years from now and I'm still trying to get my fucking bachelor's degree, I want you to fucking key my card. Like, what the fuck? Give it up, delicious. But... I got you. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna get a head start. Let me go downstairs right uh, now. Excuse you, bitch. The fuck? Not my little key, uh, Kia. I don't have a Kia. <laughs> but no um in the next five years i kind of see well i see myself with my degree i'm not going back to school fuck that i'm not getting my master's y'all can kiss my ass uh hopefully i'm i'm like either traveling the world or i'm not living in dallas not saying that i hate dallas or whatever but i don't know like i just want a new change in scenery um 
I would say my freshman year, sophomore year of college, I was in San Marcos, which is like three and a half hours away from from Dallas. And that was a nice little change, but I want something like really brand new. Like, I don't know, just traveling around definitely, you know, opened my eyes to me wanting to like live in other places other than Texas. Everything else can like fall in line and fall in place where it's at. Um, like, I'm not really looking for a relationship in five years. Like, who if, if, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm not going to cry about it. My main goal in the next five years is to have my degree and have like a stable job that is, you know, paying the bills. I know for sure one thing that I know I want because I'm just so much of a mushy, mushy Scorpio emotional person. I know I want a man. I think I'll have a man, hopefully. Because I remember... You're juggling like six. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> And Damn. he's juggling six, so what? He's a clown. Right. He can juggle if he wants <laughs> to. Uh-uh, I gave that up. Do not give me that title. <laughs> I gave that he's title up. He's a whole up. damn circus. Yeah. You want to talk, <laughs> ringleader. Well, I'm getting paid for it. Shit. Y'all, the, uh, what are they called? The bros? What are they? The ringling bros? The bang bros? Warner Brothers? Oh. Edward's into family porn, by the way. Oh, that's not making <laughs> Anyways. Okay, Omar Epstein. <laughs> Edward Dawson. <gasps> Anyways. Damian um, Dahmer. <laughs> bitch, you want to Ramon Trump. Oh. Anyways. No, yeah. I think one thing I want for sure. I think I'm only saying that the first, that being a man, being my first one, because that's where my head is at the moment, I guess, What's a little real? bit. Oh, let him talk. <laughs> oh, great. If y'all let him talk. You need to learn from Cher. She said, a man is not a necessity. It is a luxury like chocolate. Period. And I agree with Cher. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Hopefully in the future that will happen. Maybe I'll be engaged. Maybe I won't be. But I think that'll probably play out. We'll see. He is a Jew. And really, <laughs> just because you get cheated on and I don't. Uh, why did you leave Arizona again? Oh, my God. <laughs> Edward. Edward, I'm I'm Sorry. You keep interrupting him. It was funny three times. But ago. yeah, that besides that, besides mad, that comes like last. Not gonna last, but it's not far up there. I think I just honestly want to be completely fully happy in the next five years. Like be in a good headspace, 100%. Live very, very comfortably because a bitch likes to go out, as a lot of you know, if you know me. So mm-hmm. I have to be living in a very comfortable state i want a great job of course honestly i probably see myself being an, um, an entrepreneur of some sort in the next couple of years because i'm very much so a strong leader it's hard for me to be in corporate america because i hate working under somebody so much mm-hmm. so i think in the next couple of years i'm going to figure out what i truly truly love to do and turn that into something that's just bigger and better for me so that way i can eat well my family my friends can eat well with me so i'm in a better place because that all matters to me as well and maybe having i don't know it won't hurt to live in a very cute condo top city of your choice to move into Mm, I told Not myself, I told myself in five years I would move to Austin. I told myself, so Period. I'd be living there for like two years and then I'd come back to Dallas Period. to get a house. But yeah, I definitely would move to Austin in the next five years. That's Period. another big goal. <laughs> Every time someone says Austin, I would just say period. Did y'all hear first from Austinite? But period. yeah, I'm, I'm very simplistic. I feel like I don't. I'm not. I'm, I never ask for too much at all from anybody or just in general from life. So I just really just want to live happily with someone, share moments with somebody, and have my own thing going. Of course. I'm saying, since y'all over here uh, got all these interruptions, where is what? What do y'all see for y'all's future? Right. 
I don't see a future. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. That wasn't meant to be depressing. Okay. I'm I'm not so caught up on planning a future for sure. It's more so like um I have access tools that have allowed me to kind of be happy with the present, like Damien said a little while ago. Um, and I just want to keep doing that. I want to keep being content with where I guide myself in life. I just feel like no matter where I end up, I'll be happy. Now, if I were to kind of like predict what I'd like for myself, I honestly don't see myself leaving Dallas. Um, not because I. I don't want to experience more, but just because Dallas has always kind of been my home base and I kind of want to keep it that way. However, I would like to have traveled many different places five years from now, you know, not even just within the country um, to like the West Coast, like Vegas and California and Washington and Seattle and everything, of course. Also outside of the country, I have a long list of countries that I've had since like the fourth grade that I've always wanted to visit. You know, I want to go to Tokyo, Japan. I want to go to Australia. I want to go to the okay, UK. Okay, we get it. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> You like that's payback from interrupting Ramon. Yeah, I just I really want to visit a lot of different countries on different continents and experience different Mm -hmm. cultures and just really get to broaden my horizons. It's what I get the most thrill out of is traveling and meeting new people and seeing new things and experiencing different cultures. If a man comes, like Ramon said, that's great. If not, whatever. No, I mean, not looking for a man, not looking for like a new career or anything crazy. I just want to be able to travel. You guys made some really valid points um, with saying that you need the proper tools to kind of prepare yourself for the future and just be content with whatever happens. I think that I don't personally see myself in an exact, you know, one one exact position, but some of the things that I would really love to accomplish within the next 5 to 10 years is I would I would love to have traveled a variety of different places. Of course, I would have loved to have different experiences relationship-wise or, you know, friendship-wise, et cetera, et cetera. So basically just meet new people. I think that's always a great thing. You know, meeting new people can always be just exciting, I guess. I don't particularly see myself being married. If it happens. If it happens. I would love that, actually, because I think weddings are, like, the most beautiful things ever. So yeah, like 30. Um, oh, my God. That was disrespectful. Okay, there's nothing wrong with being 30. Mm. Yeah, the I thought it was called dirty, the dirty 30s. Yeah. Period. I think that it is just kind of like important to keep in mind that whatever happens, I, I, I do feel like I will be content. I have short-term goals that I plan on accomplishing and... Would you like to list them? I mean, short-term goals, I would love to get my bachelor's degree as well. Um, I would love to bump up my pay, my yearly pay. <laughs> Definitely, like, you know, just keep moving forward economically, mm-hmm. financially. And, um, you know, this is hard. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I hate to sound stumped and, like, I'm unprepared. But, but it's a, it's kind of a hard question to ask because it's just one of those things where, like, like subconsciously you think about your goals and objectives, mm-hmm. but you don't actually sit down and write them out. Write them out. out. And I think that... I think that it stumped me. <laughs> I feel like the, the the best thing for us to all aspire to for is um financial and emotional competence because if we're if we have money and we're internally mentally healthy, then we should we can kind of tackle anything else and we can do whatever it is that we hope to do for ourselves, whether we decide on that today or whether we decide on that three years from now, you know. Period. But Edward, yeah, you made a point with the um the financial stability <laughs> and all that shit. Just thinking about like where your life would be if you were like in a different situation whether that be a different economic situation or just you know a completely different life in general like Mm -hmm. um i don't know like just 
if I were put into a different situation, whether I was born here in Dallas or born in a whole different uh, city, I don't know, like, how my life would be different. Um, I'm curious to know, because I think about this all the time. If we had the opportunities and the resources and where do you think your career or your life would be? you know, five, 10 years from now, or even just in general, your adulthood. I think if I had financial and social privilege, I definitely would be in kind of like the the music industry in a way. Um, I'm not a musician and I don't think I would necessarily have like any musical skill. So I'm not asking to be like a singer or a performer, but I would maybe want to kind of have the tools to become like a music producer or maybe a music video director or something along those lines. I've always felt a natural attraction to music and I wish I could work in the music industry, but I don't have, you know, like the, the, the resources that it takes to to get behind the scenes or to learn the skills needed to kind of enter the the back the background aspects of the music industry because I definitely don't have the voice for it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's all I honestly that's all I would want is because if you had the money, then what you would want is to be happy, and I think that's where I'd be at my happiest is being a creative contributor to the music industry. If I were in a whole different like you know economic standpoint or like you know born in a different family or whatever. I would definitely be somewhere in the entertainment industry. Like, I remember when I was little, like, I've always saw myself in, like, those little Disney Channel sitcoms or, like, the little Nickelodeon shows. Like, I've always seen myself being there and like every time there was a there was like a commercial or something come up about like an audition i always wanted to do it but i never had i didn't really have the confidence to uh which is kind of sad because like as a kid you should you should have a lot of confidence but i kind of didn't if i did have the resources like i feel like i would have been somewhere in 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 the inter in the entertainment industry and hopefully like my career if i became a child star my career hopefully would be thriving as an adult because not a lot of child stars made it through you know but you know that's where i feel like i would have been if things were different that's nice thanks (laughs) (laughs) he means an adult entertainer But I feel like if I was given the resources, honestly, like, I can see myself in the entertainment industry a little bit too, only, like, I guess more on the creative side. So I'm really, I love, like, to dance and stuff. In terms of music, I feel like I have a bit of a good ear for it. So I see myself in that a little bit. But honestly, I think if I'm being honest, if and even if it sounds head-ass, I could definitely see myself being an influencer if given that opportunity or building that kind of platform just because i love that side of social media and connecting with people and coming up with content and pictures and videos and outfits and stuff like that i think it's just really cool to inspire other people and like show people your style but i would definitely do it in the most positive way not like the toxic shit way and getting caught up in mess and stuff like that but i would definitely do that if given that yeah the scandals and the drama extra shit like and with that opportunity i would definitely take it to the next level and then go off and do and build a business of my own like i've been wanting to do that's like a big big dream one some type of business if not entertainment it would definitely be probably something in fashion or like in clothes because i love clothes i love to shop Mm. so i definitely try to dabble in that a little bit while having like my trying to have like an influencer type of like or celebrity-esque kind of status as weird or as head-ass as that sounds i don't think it's weird or head-ass to be honest or because it can kind of come off as shallow but the point of i think the point of those people are to bring joy to other people and like bring them a sense of like safety and entertainment and like just happiness like i have some really favorite influencers of myself of like my own and other like famous people 
people and musicians and stuff like that. You look up to them because they bring happiness to you. And I guess essentially that's what I would like to do is bring happiness to people and like make them laugh and like make cute clothes and stuff like that. So very, very that. I feel like I'd be very happy with that if I was given that opportunity. I think it's a queer thing to kind of want to be in the entertainment business. We, yeah. Because we, I mean, crave attention. our existences are for entertainment purposes. Oh. No, I wouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> But I think we just kind of all grew up, you know, connecting with music, connecting with TV, movies, etc. And it's what made us feel secure, made us feel good. The reality is, yeah, I think as a kid, I shared that with you, Damien, is I I would look at Disney Channel and Nickelodeon and be like, oh, my God, I would love to be there. Like uh, watching a little like the blah, 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 blah. You're watching Disney Channel, like the Uh little thing. Tell me why my bitch ass practiced that. I real life practiced that shit when I was little. Me and my siblings used to be grabbing our little um, like little glow sticks and we'll just practice like doing it it was so and now you do it with dildos i told you that in confidence (laughs) sorry (laughs) he showed me oh i don't know i don't know (laughs) 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 that's y'all's business i guess (laughs) i think i would have loved to have been a musician kind of and also an actor. I, I loved theater. I loved, you know, acting in general, the art of it. And actually, I think I would have loved to have been a multi-faced, like a tricon, if you may. Fuck, <laughs> uh, Fuck you. <laughs> but overall, what I have, what I would have really loved to be is an entity that people can look up to, not in the sense of like, oh, you know, the life is so glamorous, but in the sense of like helping those in need. Philanthropy. Of, yeah, philanthropy, exactly. I think that that is essentially, even still, you know, in the back of my head, like if, if I was to ever, you know, hit the lottery or, or do something and make something of myself, I would love to just, mm-hmm. you know, help with what I can. And I think when being rich, a lot of celebrities nowadays, they may say they help or this and that. Uh, but there's only a select few that actually do, you know, put their money where their mouth is. And for me, that would be it. But actually, musician would be the biggest thing for me. You say you like music and acting, but would you want to be on Broadway? Or no, you want to differentiate the two? Differentiate the two. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to ask absolutely. that. No, yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like some people like music and acting, but they would never do the musical theater side of things. So I just wanted to, to know. Yeah, that's just too grandiose. Like, it has um, to be super extra to be on Broadway. I would do Broadway, but I think for me it would be music, comma, acting, comma, Broadway. If I was to, you know, I would, have, I would love to write music, play instruments, mm-hmm. yes. tour. Yeah. Omar Orozco, EGOT. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Fagot. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I would say, like, us talking about this, this is really cool. And I just think, whenever, like, I forgot who was talking, but I just thought it would be really funny to predict each other's futures. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, you're trying to start some mess. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what I live for. I live for the drama. So, um, who wants to be on the chopping block first? Me. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go around the room and I'm gonna predict everybody's future. And right? We're, and we're being realistic, right? Like we're not dragging each other. Yeah. Okay. We're so gonna be, you know, sort of realistic. Okay. I can see Damien, you know, settling into the film industry. I actually I've I've read some of the things that you've written before and I really enjoy them so I can see you being a writer for film TV Ramon 
I actually do see you owning a business. I see you actually running like a bar. I feel like you're you're that that's very your scene. Go go boys and everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> it would be Edward. No, hold on. I was no no no. I was swallowing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And that's your friend. And that's your friend. Your friend. <laughs> Damn, I was swallowing my saliva. I actually see Edward being a radio host. He has the voice for it. He has the fucking energy. And I think it would be something that's very suitable for him. Next. Okay, so for Omar, I see Omar, like, I always, I told him this whenever we were younger. Well, not we were younger, but, like, you know, a few years ago. Like, I, I, I always see Omar, like, being, a, like, a creative director of some sorts. Like, he has a really good eye for, like, aesthetic. And I feel like, you know, him working maybe for, like, a magazine or something. Like, I can see him doing that. Like, he takes pictures. He edits them beautifully. Like, he has a really good eye for, for like, art. So, like, I just feel like, you know, a creative director of some sort i could see him in that that field ramon for you i feel like you would be like one of those like old white ladies who own a vineyard and like you know you make rosé and you bottle it like really cute and like you go on like a fucking like world tour with a book talking about how you stomp on your grapes for your wines like i feel like you i feel like that's very you because girl you was a a rosé connoisseur i am And then for Edward, let's think about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, um, no. I feel like I feel like you would run like a really big like music publication. I guess the statue of like stature, whatever the word um, of like Pitchfork or all these like big old like you know music review sites or whatever. Like I feel like you would you would run something like that because you have a really broad like you know knowledge of music and references and stuff. So I can see you doing that. Well, first I want to say thank you both of you because both of those are actually like actual dreams that are like kind of like you know looming in the back of my head um you know we'll see if i pursue them or we'll see how i go about maybe trying to attain that but i do have my own personal um desires that both kind of lean into those things that you guys said so that's really sweet that you guys think that of me i do agree with damien about omar to start off that he's very creative and he has a great eye for for putting things together visually in a way that markets them to people so if i were to be a little realistic i could see him getting into marketing of some sort even if it's not in the entertainment industry i think he'd be really well with just advertising things to consumers, you know, whether that's through photography or through social media management or whatever. I think he would be really good at just marketing and advertising in general. So I kind of see him getting into that field where he's able to create content that connects to people and draws them into a product or a service or whatever the case may be. With Damien, I do think that he's got this underlying like depth to him that is going to cause him to, I actually see him writing a book, to be honest, or many books or poetry or whatever the case may be. And I think that he's going to become like a publisher of some sorts, a published author, I should say. You know, he's going to go around doing his little book tours and he's going to be sitting at the Barnes and Nobles, drinking a glass of wine, signing books, judging people. The name of the book will be How to Write a Book When You Never Read. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, girl. Let me retract. You should read that book. You should read that book. I see Damien living under the street corner. <laughs> literature. <Yeah. books. laughs> we we getting you literature books for Christmas. Right. Please, oh, what's it please get them. They're gonna be my um <laughs> my coffee table the, holder. The leapfrog book. Oh! Wow. <laughs> I feel the love. Y'all y'all hear this? <laughs> 
For Ramon, I see him as a, one of those celebrity interviewers. Like, kind of like, do y'all know the people who would host the MTV reunions? That For some reason, that's what I see Ramon as. He's just there to, like, ask questions and start mess. But, like, oh, yeah. he's, he's like, likable. And he, he, like, people like to watch him, like, interact with other people. Even yes. though he himself might not have talent. <laughs> no, no, no. But I actually do see Ramon, like... Being one of those, because like, kind of in line with his how he says that he would make a good influencer, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, influencers be getting invited to award shows now and stuff. So I could see Ramon doing that, like getting invited as a presenter, as a as a as a pre-show host, as a red carpet interviewer, things like that, you know. And his generations, they're very good at knowing, I guess, because there's like there's, you know, there's this whole math to like when you post, what you post, how you post, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I think he has that down. He'd be a good blogger, too. Mm-hmm, definitely. And not just saying his generation when he's only like yeah, two, three years sure. younger than us. We are in the same generation. There's a generational gap between me and Edward and you and Ramon. I do agree with that, though. We're the Vine generation. You're the TikTok generation. No. <laughs> the I'm fuck, definitely bitch. the TikTok generation. I'm, I'm a part of the Vine generation, you whore. How dare you? No. <laughs> but anyway, all right, guys, we still have Ramon. We need Ramon to uh, to boost our egos. I'm dead. So I'll start with Omar because Edward kind of already said what I would say. But I would agree Omar would be in marketing or you'd, I feel like you'd be like an editor at a magazine. I would look a really good man. Either whether it be fashion or just lifestyle, you'd be really good at it because you have a good eye. You're very creative. Women's Digest. Yes. Women's Health. <gasps> Not us being in. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I feel like you'd be really good. You have a really good eye and you're very, very creative. So probably, I feel like if anything to get specific, a fashion magazine. You have a really good eye for things. Period. I would actually eye. absolutely love that. I would love that. His mm-hmm. ugly Betty era. Period. See, <laughs> he's ugly Betty Stan. For Damien, I feel like to get him into like into films, I feel like you'd write a lot of screenplays. Like a lot of screenplays. You'd, you'd definitely be good at writing scripts, directing. I feel like you'd be a really good director in that department. Like I could definitely see like all three of us going to like a show Damien's putting on in Dallas somewhere. I would definitely see. Damien doing that 100%. I feel like you, do, you, could, you could easily do the whole thing. Like you could easily do like the costume designing because you have a good eye for that in fashion, the writing, the scripting, the directing. You'd have, you have really good taste. The lighting, the cleaning. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Not him being a janitor. Um, the coffee runs. <laughs> no. For Edward, I agree. I feel like Edward would be a really, really good something in music. So for sure, either like in radio, whether that be the host or in terms of like really getting music, like an A&R. He'd be that person that would definitely approve of of, like the tracks and stuff like that he'd be really 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 good at that stuff that was really nice that was the nicest shit we've ever said to each other yeah we're this not usually that nice <laughs> season <laughs> like wow i felt like throwing up oh girl not no not on my carpet <laughs> all that stuff it, it can happen but it's nothing no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but like all we that stuff anywhere. not saying that it won't be achievable but it's just you know we're not there just yet stuff like that could bring us down and you know make us you know feel depressed or feel like we're not not where we want to be so like how do we cope with you know not meeting our expectations like how do y'all do it because me i'm still trying to figure that out as of now i think the the first instance of where i had to really cope with not getting somewhere that i wanted to get was like i said earlier i got accepted into a bunch of -of out-of-state colleges and i got offered a ton of money scholarship wise but realistically it just wasn't going to happen because i didn't have extra tens of thousands of dollars sitting around to pay for those out-of-state fees and everything i remember at the time that i deleted all my i think i had like facebook and twitter only i didn't have instagram yet maybe maybe i did i don't remember but i deleted all my social media i kind of stopped hanging out with a large group of 
people that I would hang out with and I kind of reduced my friend group to maybe three or four just super close friends. And I kind of fell off the map right after high school graduation because I was kind of almost disheartened in a way that I had to just kind of delegate myself to community college and staying in the same city I had been in my whole life. You know, it was really depressing having to having to let go of something that I had been planning for for, you know, years at that point, which was the dream of going out of state for school and just getting out of Duncanville, which is the town we grew up in. And, you know, it was just hard to deal with that. But Omar mentioned earlier that you, you get to experience other things that maybe those people in college having the experience that you wanted aren't getting to experience you know vice versa you both you both get things out of life that you wouldn't have gotten if things had gone another way and for me coping with reality has always been accepting learning to accept that that even though I might have missed out on the potential of something the possibility of something I have to look at the reality of something and see the good things that are happening around me that I wouldn't have gotten to achieve or attain if it weren't for my life guiding me in another path you know so even though I didn't get to go off to university I definitely had a lot more disposable income, like Omar mentioned, because we had a lack of student debt from going to community college. And as a result, I did get to travel a lot and I did get to see a lot more places at a younger age and get to, you know, just interact with new people and meet new people and have different experiences. I worked in a lot of different fields that I wouldn't have gotten to work in uh, if I was in school. You know, one of the coolest experiences I had was working for Netflix for their technical support at their call center that was here in Dallas for a little while. And I mean, I would have missed out on that if I was in college, you know, and I know it was just it's kind of minor in the grand scope of things to to myself and other people. But I just feel like what good would have sitting in one city for four years just doing homework every other night have done for me, you know, personally speaking. Not that there's anything wrong with it for other people, but I feel like where where I am now, I am who I am because of the experiences I went through. And I'm glad that I got to go through them the way that I did, you know. You talking about that definitely like uh, brought up the, you know, the saying that I always have is, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. And like, you know, even with the stuff that that I go through that I didn't really plan for or like, you know, whatever the case may be, like I always remember that everything's going to lead up to something, whether that's, you know, hopefully it's all good. But yeah, another real quick note I want to add is that a lot of people look at bad things happen to them and they're like, why me? Like, why did this happen? And I always try to remind myself the negative things that happen to you are building your like your armor up. Like if you never went through anything bad and then something that was out of your control happened, you wouldn't have any internal tools to cope with that negative thing that's going on in your life unless you had already gone through a bunch of other bad stuff you know in the past and for that I'm grateful for all the like obstacles that I've had to overcome because I feel like they've made me stronger they've beaten me down and broken me in pieces but I've thankfully had the the strength and the community of friends and family that have been there to help me kind of rebuild every single time and get to a point where I feel like I'm strong enough to go through anything that life puts me through thank you Dr. Phil (laughs) (laughs) coping with anything that's negative i think is hard and there's not like a right or wrong way to do it but personally on (laughs) i kind of ignore it (laughs) no i mean i know it sounds two years ago it sounds comedic but i really like i kind of do i just kind of like i try not to think about it because the more you think about you know like let's say you know i'm 24 now oh lord when i was 18 at 24 i saw myself like having a car paid off, like, you know, just a whole bunch of things that I'm not doing, not accomplished. But I try not to think about it that way. And I think that that's, for me, the best coping mechanism. And I try to focus on what I can do now to get myself to the new goals that I have or to like a better place that that I'm at. That's my way of coping. Yeah, I mean, you can't change the past, but you can control your reactions to the future and how you navigate yourself there. Um, And it's good to remember that like you might 
might feel like today is, oh my God, the worst day of my life, but tomorrow is worse. (laughs) (laughs) No, oh my God, don't tell them that. Think about the things that when you were younger, they were heartbreaking and devastating and you feel like you were never going to get through it. And then look at you now, like you literally, mm -mm 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 -mm. no, I mean, literally like you look at you now, you had... We're doing the Selena Gomez. No. Oh. I'm purchasing the vlog. That was him. He's like, mm. <laughs> well, he'll kind of You want to be a music like he had mouthwash. <laughs> but just look at yourself now. All those things that you thought you'd never make it through, you're here and you probably don't even think about them. Do you really think about the first heartbreak you had when you were like 16, 17, 18 years old? I doubt it, you know? So anyone who... <laughs> Every day, actually. Baby, that's that sad. Like yesterday for you, though. Yeah, I mean, you're still only 21, so calm down, girl. When you, I don't know, just the older you get, the more you realize that things that seemed earth-shattering in the moment aren't that big in the grand scheme of your own life. And, I mean, you know, you'll grow from them. Really quick, Edward, you sound like a monk. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I'm trying to achieve monk status. I'm going to go study in Tibet with Aang's ancestors. Okay. Now they did. Uh, right. They got burnt. But, um, <laughs> they did. Chicken fried airbenders, please. Yes, literally. I think in terms of just coping with reality, you just have to accept the state and what's going on, whatever the situation is or whatever mindset you're in, whatever mental state you're in. You have to just accept that you're there, understand it completely, understand yourself, understand your emotions, and then you let it go. You can't get so caught up in your emotions and what you feel at the time. You can let it, let that be, but then also let it go. Things that happen to you, I understand that in the moments, like how Ed said, like it feels like it's shit's not gonna, I've been there too many times. This year, like I'm very emotional. So in terms that happens to me a lot, my mental health has grown so much so point where it's just like it's i know this shit's gonna be over soon that's what i told everybody like from the good bad times like they bad times don't last long good times do so don't even sweat shit and so just you just have to be accepting you can't be delusional about things like don't shit yourself either don't act like <laughs> literally don't shit yourself that's nasty but uh, <laughs> go to the bathroom please use wipes Wipes or Cottonelle, some Charmin, two-ply, four-ply. You hear that, Edward? What kind of bad times y'all going through that y'all shitting y'all say? <laughs> you know, sometimes you just be so mad. You just shit. <laughs> shit be doing them. Shit be doing them. Words to my bitch. But yeah, you just have to like, just accept shit. Like, don't be delusional about it. Don't, don't kid yourself at all. Like, if you're feeling a type of way, if you feel like things are going wrong, let it be wrong. That's the funny thing about life. Like, let things fuck up because you're going to grow. Like, it's not, you're not going to be there anymore. I have had so many calm moments. Like, I've had so many down moments. And every single fucking time I get past them, I look back and I'm like, I was literally going to be okay. And to add on to what Ramon said, I think it's important to have co- uh, coping mechanisms or outlets. Talking to your friends about it. Writing in a journal if you can draw draw if you can write a song write a song if you can play an instrument play an instrument just masturbate Uh, i mean yeah channel that negative energy into something that makes you feel better or makes you feel productive or distracts you from the negative emotion because over time you'll start to build up things that make yourself proud of who you are as a person you know even though life might try to beat you down and try to make you feel like less than what you are there's always potential inside of you that you need to access you know I, i just yeah i just hate seeing people like go through hard times and not know how to get out of them or not know that things will be okay you can make the best of a bad situation no matter what and you can still come out of it stronger than instead of coming out weaker and beaten down and depressed and you know just unsure of the future you can come out stronger and you can come out looking forward to a brighter 
future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for all that information, because I will definitely keep note of that whenever I'm down in the dumps or whatever about what's going on in life. Can we stop talking about dumps? <laughs> oh, sweetie. Lord Jesus. Well, now I think it's time for us to do our weekly roundup. <laughs> We're going to change it up this week. Um, we're not going to do anything that's happening in the real world because, like, you know, there's too much shit going on. And honestly, we don't really care to talk about it right now. So yeah. so we're going to switch it up. And we're going to talk about, you know, what we would like to see. I would love to see Frank Ocean drop another album. Rihanna make another album. Um, You're a dreamer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm shooting for the stars. But I would love to see... Let me go. I know I definitely want... <laughs> <laughs> well, let me fill the gap of your voidless thoughts. <laughs> I would love to see an Avatar sequel, like, you know, whether it's after Korra or before Aang or whatever the case may be. I think we deserve another Avatar series because it's having a renaissance in pop culture right now. And I love it. And I think it definitely deserves another series. Musically, like Omar said, Rihanna needs to make music again. Frank Ocean needs to drop an album. I'm always down for more Taylor albums. So, you know me. I'm looking forward to that. I hope that in the music industry, there's definitely a lot of black female rappers coming up right now. We're in a world where only one or two could be famous at a time before. I'm really happy to see that. So I hope that continues and that it's not just a trend for like this last two years. I hope that more black women continue to prosper in the music industry, the entertainment industry in general. Tanache deserves her comeuppance, Normani, and so on and so forth. And what else? Oh, Breath of the Wild 2, Zelda, Nintendo, get on it. I'm waiting on it. Best video game of all time. Since they're like inception i guess i don't know uh Nicki minaj beyonce and rihanna collaboration like i feel like that would like i seen somebody make like a i don't know not, not a mock-up but like they basically photoshopped like each of their instagrams to like say that they're releasing something together and they were like they were like this would be a literal cultural reset like if they the three biggest female artists of our generation collaborating on one song like that would be so fucking cunt. That would be fucking amazing. Yeah, we're really dreamers at that. Yeah, point. like, um, like Beyonce and Rihanna still have any collab, which I'm looking forward to as well because I would love to hear it. But you know, they collabed on the same man. Oh, the no, Beehive is gonna come for us. Obviously, since I'm an Ari stan, I would love to see another album or two. But I know that's gonna be coming because that bitch never knows how to stop writing. Literally. Uh, so I'm excited for that. For Nikki, sure. I want Nikki to at least drop two more albums that I'm scared she's low-key. She low-key finna dip the fuck out on us. Like, she is really about to just go with her baby because she's made it very, very clear, like, when she has her baby, she probably might fall off, which is fine. She deserves that. She's done what she's had to do. And she needs to drop her documentary as well. She already has Which that one? she has a queen documentary it's oh. like from the past two and a half years i think that she's been recording three years so i'm excited and rihanna oh, we're getting rihanna's next year so thank god rihanna's mm. what documentary. her documentary <laughs> hopefully and then just more beyonce as well what else do i like to see culturally I'm, I'm i'm excited to see what billy eilish does as well i love billy a lot it's a reach but i'd like to see a woman as president in the coming years Period. would love to see that because that means our world would just be going the right way mm -hmm. <laughs> 
not crazy how it is now. And I would love to see the fucking pedophile ring die. All those old men die. As cruel as that sounds. But they can all die. They Period. can all choke on, e on each other. Period. Actually, I thought of something. I would love to see more Jordan Peele and Ari Oster movies. Did we get any this year? No. Uh, Jordan Peele, he's he doing did. more like producing now. Like he's not oh. writing anything particularly. Mm. I would say there's a new movie coming out. Um, Antebellum? Time, yeah, I would say at the time of recording, it's coming out um, Friday. But it's Antebellum starring uh, Janelle Monae. Okay. But I think Jordan Peele is the producer. I don't think he mm. wrote it. Yeah, I kind of really <laughs> like this genre of horror where it's not jump scare. It's not necessarily like supernatural or even slasher. It's kind of like a new... It, it, it makes you social fear case. humans. Yeah, social, psychological kind of scariness. I love mm -hmm. it. I love it. So I'm excited for that. I would love to see... So Gaga is going to allegedly star in the Gucci film. Can't wait to watch that. I know we have a rule not to bring her up, but I would absolutely love her COVID-19 to go away. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of this shit. Period. I guess um, a couple more things, because after this, we're, we're going to cut this out because, like, baby, we got all these dreams and they might not come true. And no money. <laughs> <laughs> but um, since you brought up the, the like, the topic of, like, film, uh, just in the entertainment industry in general, like, I just want to see more, more marginalized groups in the spotlight. As of 2020, is society isn't where it needs to be perfect, but, like, for the most part is progressing like the fact that pose stars trans women of color in front of the camera and behind the camera like that's progressive in and of itself and like you know all these other tv shows highlighting different types of marginalized groups like and you saw that the new oscar um recommendations or requirements for best picture mm -hmm. so the oscars really quick just to summarize the oscars um released a new criteria for the best picture which is the biggest award of the night you know essentially the best film of the last year start it starts 2020 are you sure it's not next year well uh starting 2024 i guess every film that submits for best picture has to meet at least two of like four criteria which is a high percentage of people of color or women or other marginalized groups working behind the scenes a storyline on camera that features a main character that is a person of color or a woman or you know underrepresented group or at least a large percentage of the supporting cast being you know people of color women marginalized groups sexualities genders whatever so essentially the Oscars are saying if you have it, a cast and crew that is not diverse, we're not going to even nominate you for best picture. Yeah. So a lot of people are mad about that and they're like, why are you forcing us to cast certain people? And the thing is, when you read it, they're not forcing you to cast anyone. They're telling you that if, if you, you want to be considered a best picture, you better find out how to employ some uh, people of color, women and LGBT people, either on screen or off. That's your choice. Yeah, oh, I don't want to make this an argument about that. But if you have if you are upset about that, I want you to go to their site because all those big award shows, they have a website and you can look at all the past winners. Look at all those past winners, baby. Look at their cast look at their crew you can i'm pretty sure you they probably don't have pictures but if you can tell by the name they're probably all fucking white you know the fact that they're doing that like they they want us to, to push past the limit of just seeing white on white or whatever mm -hmm. the fuck is whatever the fuck the case is like and if you have a problem with it then obviously you're not that good of a fucking writer you're not that good of a fucking actor you're not that good not that good of a fucking cast cast person because you can't pick people of color or, or marginalized groups to act in your shit like they're not saying every main character of every film from now on needs to be uh, an Asian or a black person or a Latino. They're saying you better find some place somewhere in your cast and crew for somebody who needs representation. And that's on what? 
Period. That's the future of our film industry. I said earlier I would like, you know, obviously more representation in music because I feel like we've had such a, a, a dry spell where only only one or two black women can be successful at a time. Only a few like Asian artists are successful at a time, if at all, because, you know, the last Asian artist that we had successful before this K-pop renaissance that's going on right now was Psy with Gangnam Style, which like what? You know, like there's so many talented people out there like Rina Sawayama, for example, that deserve more rec- recognition. And that's just what I want to see moving forward in the music industry, entertainment industry, fashion industry, everything. That's T. That's hope to see a lot of what we were saying. I hope to see that come true in the next maybe year. Now that that's done, let's just go ahead and pull down your pants, whip it out, because we're about to have our cockfight. For today's cockfight, I think we should kind of look back on what we've talked a lot about through this episode, which is life guiding us to certain places or our goals not being achieved or lining up with what we had planned for ourselves. And I think that a lot of times, you know, what people bring up is that their destinies are predetermined or their fates are already written. And I think it'd be good for us to kind of decide whether or not that's true. Do we think that life has a determined endpoint for us or if all of our decisions change the outcome of our our life every single time we make a choice what do you guys think i'm gonna go ahead and say that everything is a choice and those choices get you to the next point i feel like you make your own destiny i don't think that it's predetermined i agree i don't think i don't think that you know everything is predetermined now but like you know sometimes you end up in the place where you know that thing happens like it isn't always gonna happen like if i walk outside the if i walk outside my my house and, and get ran over yeah like you know if i would have stayed inside the house i wouldn't got hit by a car period so like you know i don't know like it's it just determines on being in the right place at the right time i actually do think that we have that destinies and fates. I don't think that every single action and move that you make is, you know, something that's beyond your control. No, but I do think that based on where you're born, what family you're born into, the schools you attend and things like that, those kind of all lead you to a predetermined point in your life. Because for example, I'm I'm an American citizen born to a, a black mother and a Latin American dad. Like I'm not going to just magically end up as like some, uh, for example, like anime screenwriter in Japan, you know, like just for Why not? because that's just it's so culturally that's because and, you didn't make the decisions to get there yeah but even if i started right now if i decided that's what i want to do with my life you could do it no i couldn't i don't think i could personally i don't think yeah, I could. bring out them sat scores you was talking about <laughs> them std oh, scores okay no i mean there's just certain factors in geo, geo there's certain factors geographically speaking socially speaking culturally speaking economically speaking speaking everything yes that are beyond your control because they're factors that were determined before you were even born determined by what and who by your by the birth of you your existence and your parents existence and their parents existence okay so you're just gonna sit around and like you're gonna sit idle and not be an anime screenwriter just because you already decided that because being born in the u.s makes means that you cannot be it no who said i'm gonna sit by idly no that's not what i said i just said that there are certain i think that whatever i'm gonna end up as doing could have been kind of predicted by me. So when I get to an, a stopping point in life, I'm going to look back and be like, okay, like I see how the circumstances of my life guided me here. But don't you think if everything was just predetermined, if you literally just decided, again, a decision to just sit idle and do nothing, it would happen anyway? Is that what you're saying? Well, it depends what you mean. Because then you're making the choice to do nothing, which is... Which is making a choice. And again, to my argument, everything is a choice. Yeah, but then that means that you're 
your destiny was always for you to do nothing because it was always pre-written for you to Who be lazy. wrote that? Where is that The universe. Me? I think that the universe works in cycles. Girl, me and Ramon just sitting back watching this Hi, fireworks show crazy. happen. Like, I kind of agree with what Edward's saying in a sense. Like, Oh, God. I've always felt like... You're not 50-50 this time? No, I'm, I almost said... <laughs> I almost said 50-50, but... <laughs> I can't help it because I see both sides. Like but Chanel. Like Chanel, period. I do see both sides. But, but it's Chanel. just like, I think things are kind of, and sometimes I just feel like some shit is just really set out in place and it's supposed to be that way. Like you, we have, I have so many moments where it's just like, I'm supposed to be where I'm supposed to be right now. And that's just where it's going. And also like certain situations that happen to you, just like that, that was supposed to happen. That was always going to happen type shit. But to go with what they're saying, like you can alter your destiny a little bit. You can, all your choices lead to something. That's literally what I preach. That's what I stand by. I literally say this shit to everybody all the time. Like you make your life what you want to make it. You can make your choices. Yes, but they feel like to a certain extent, like I feel like some things are just written for you and they're going to happen to you. But I feel like that's such a like thing that we tell ourselves as humans to comfort each other, to say that like, oh, well, this was meant to happen. So it's OK that it did happen. And we just decide to go with that. Like Hannah Montana said, life's what you make. Period. Not you citing Hannah as if she's some psychological guru. Right. And you are? Yes, I've done much more shows than you do shrooms three times, and you are just right. a fucking. You guy. have one cross earring, and you think you the fucking hippie of the world. How many times has Miss Montana dropped acid? <laughs> Probably a lot she more than you. Smokes a lot. She smokes a lot at the record show. She does. Yeah, like I was saying, I think I don't know that. I think I get what you're saying in terms of why people like to have that mentality because it's comforting. It is comforting, but it's also disabling. And I feel for people when people do that because just like you should make a choice to not have something happen. I think that there's people who are born. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who are born. Period. I think there's people who are born and, de and destined to make positive changes to the world. And I think there's people who are born destined to make negative changes to the world because you need both. You need that balance of good and evil in the world. And the bad people bring about shifts in culture and yeah, society. You've been watching too many animes. No, I'm serious because think about, for example, humans in history who have committed like genocide and war crimes and things like that. We always look at them and think like, oh, if I could go back in time and like kill them or get rid of them, you know, you would. Yeah, in theory, you think you would because that would change the course of history and make things better. But the reality is if we never had these precedents before of people who reflected badly on society and showed you how negative things could get, you would never know what to look out for and what to prepare for and how to alter the state of the future. No. Well, I'm not, and I'm not going to sit here and be one of those people that are like, everybody has the same 24 hours a day. Because no, I agree. There are different circumstances. You know, you're born with different opportunities, privileges, privileges et cetera, et cetera. What I am saying is you have, you literally, everything you do on your daily basis, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, everything is a decision. Therefore, everything that you do and everything that you become is because of a decision that you made. And I'm not saying that, you know, like I said, I'm not saying that everybody has the exact same opportunity to be whatever they want. Because no, that's unrealistic. All I'm saying is that there's no, I don't really believe that there's a destiny that's already been written for you and you can just sit around and 
and ride life without making it happen for yourself. I hate when how we're saying it like it should be written. I think your choices and everything are just already made. That's the point of destiny. And a girl, Jesus, you have control. You have control issues. Yes, God is a woman. Yes, no, bitch. I'm talking about like. She's not a girl. That's Miss Toddler. We are the Sims of the universe. That's essentially what I think. You're comparing us to Sims? Okay, yeah. No, I'm not comparing anybody to Sims. I'm just saying for me personally. Like, I think, like, your choices are just, like, that. that's the that, the point of Destiny. It's, like, it's already played out. Like, it's already, like, it's a movie that's already been made for you. You just have to follow it. But your choices that are... That sounds the, so suicidal, though. Like, but you're, it's not it's not Destiny taking away your choices. Your choices are your destiny. Mm-hmm. Like, if yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. That's how Timmy, I see it. I get you know. it. You just have control issues. And yeah, control yeah that's it. Omar wants to be in control. He doesn't like the you thought of a control. supernatural You're force being in control of his life. It's not that. It's just I'm not some submissive bitch like you two. Who's submissive? My God. No. You need to do more drugs. You don't understand. Okay, maybe that's what it is. Y'all yeah. are druggies. Okay, very well. I think we're done, right, Damien? Yeah, like... <laughs> Y'all are literally arguing each other around in circles. Like we would never. I ever. won. No, I. Omar held up a good fight though. Like Period. it was basically two on two on one because I was sitting in the back <laughs> watching this shit go down. <laughs> like always, the cockfights never end with a winner because everybody just argues each other in circles. Anyways, I just want to go ahead and close off the show, and you know. Personally, I want to thank everyone that listens to us, whether they're whether y'all are our friends, if you're our family members that listen to us. Um, it, yeah, it, mom, mom, if you listen to this or you listen to any of these episodes, I am so sorry. Yo. <laughs> you raised me right, but hey, I gotta do what I gotta but do. But you made the decision to go wrong. Who said I was going wrong? <laughs> oh. <laughs> But no, for real, I would like to thank all y'all that listen to us, that interact with us on social media. Thank y'all for, you know, giving us the confidence we need to do this. Like, we started this out as, like, just some shit to do, like, in our boredom or whatever. And now it's just a whole passion project that we have fun doing. Like, I don't know, like, it definitely brought a lot of creativity within myself. And I can't really speak for everybody else, but I'm pretty sure they feel the same way. Like, you know, we definitely been pushed creatively to up the ante for our, our show and I would just want to thank y'all for our, our for listening to us all this time listen to us talk shit yeah thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding uh, okay thanks for listening yeah what Damon said like, we, we, we really appreciate the support <laughs> for the first season <laughs> Stop laughing at me. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're so mean. Yeah, we This whole thing has been a really fun process for us. Um, we really have gotten to know each other even more a lot better the past couple of months because like, it pushes our minds and our topics and really gets to see how each other thinks and you guys get to know us more as well. Why are you laughing? It like you said how each other stinks. stinks. No, <laughs> We appreciate the love and support. Hopefully you guys keep supporting us and listening to us because it's only going to get better and better. We have a lot of good things planned and hope you guys are telling people to listen to us as well. If you're a real one, let people know. We're trying, honestly, we're trying to blow up. I'm trying to blow up. I'm trying to get the fuck. Make this a good, big platform for us so we can make people aware of things and like give people entertainment and bring people happiness the same way we bring to y'all. Yeah, I definitely want to send a special thank you to people that we don't know in person who might live in different cities states or countries even 
because I, 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 I read your messages. I get that feedback from you guys. And I love that you, even from a geographical distance, you're still able to connect with us and, you know, enjoy listening to us and feel like you're sitting in the room talking with us and having these conversations with us. You know, you guys are kind of a lot of the reason why this is fun, too, because um, we all know each other. We know a lot of these things about each other. And even though we push ourselves to come out of our comfort zone through this, a lot of what we do is because we want to connect with other people that we've never connected with before. That's why we definitely have a lot of side projects planned for our platform as well. Uh, Rodeo Radio was just the first of many. That's, you know, something that we're all very excited to push out every Tuesday at midnight, like Damien said, Central Time. So just keep an eye out for that. Even though our season for our podcast is coming to an end, the radio will still be going on for a couple of weeks uh, until we get started with season two. And then we'll continue it throughout that as well. Um, Throughout season two, we're going to be rolling out a few new things that we're going to keep a surprise for you guys. But just keep an eye on our Instagram, our Twitter and our Spotify and Apple Music accounts and you'll be able to see a lot of the things that we're excited to share with you guys so thank you so much for listening throughout this season and like damien said this has been a wonderful passion project that has really brought a lot of creativity out of all of us i feel i think everyone kind of took a lot of what i wanted to say but um overall thank you so much to those who listen you know our friends that support us and share our podcast you know to their stories and stuff like that I absolutely appreciate it. We always mention that it started as kind of a pipe dream and it's become something that's a hobby for us. I hope that we expand a little bit more and reach audiences that we maybe didn't have in mind at first. I'm really excited for what's to come. This is one of the coolest things I've ever done. And I hope that you guys will continue to listen in the future. And then before we sign off for real, for real, uh, I just want to give a special shout out to the people who helped us out this season. Um, Abigail, Nikolai, and April. I just want to thank y'all three for, you know, um, coming coming onto our show and adding to, you know, the craziness and all the shit that we all been saying. Um, yeah, just want to thank y'all three. And I would like to thank in the future the people that we're going to get on here later. So mm-hmm. just... Keep your eyes out, keep your ears open, keep your holes clean. Good night. Good night. Good night.